0: um pulls
1: out (laughs) (laughs) he didn't have any kids though right
0: (laughs) uh put puts on his shoes which that guy must have done very little of note you know just kind of this is amazing oh wow here it is man asshole what (laughs) just just flat out asshole
1: What did he do? We
0: went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We
2: went west. We trapped, we mined, we copped our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God helped those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA.
0: Right, so yeah, Tony, I found uh, after after uh, talking about that guy, uh, plenty fleas from last week, plenty lice or plenty lice. Yes, I, I had I, I googled that and it came up uh, with a uh, website called AmericanTribes.com. Which is a compilation uh, put together by a bunch of native folks and historians from all around the world, um, and they're trying to like kind of kind of preserve some of these oral histories and like there's just a whole listing of names, right? And so I was looking at through some of those, and I found plenty lice as we as we uh, were talking about, but then just scrolling through there, there's some real. There's some real there's some real stuff. Uh like Paul Fat Clown. Paul now he Paul Fat Clown. Now he's he's a little more recent. He's from 1926. Fat clown? Fat clown, yes. So I don't yeah, I don't know how one would get that name. Uh there apparently um was a guy just named Pig, who is northern Cheyenne. Uh He's a little warrior chief of the Elkhorn uh, Scraper Warrior Society. Unknown birth, unknown death. Uh, yeah. But then here's where it starts getting interested. Pisses in the horn. <laughs> May 1877, surrendered at Red, La- uh, Red Cloud Agency. Now I have to, like, try to find more about some of these people. Uh, Plenty Bears, I've heard of before. But here's old Plenty Lice, also known as Many Lice. He's an Uh Fairly, well... <laughs> Okay, so if that's the guy they burnt, here's what it says on the death on this. It says uh, June 25th, 1876, killed fighting Custer's column. So I don't know. It might be, it might. be There might be more than one guy named Many Lice or Plenty Lice.
2: And maybe there's two. There's a Plenty Lice and a Many Lice. Or maybe his son oh, got the fucking, uh, got the nomaker oh, after God, he would, died.
0: Wouldn't that be horrifying? I mean, that's what happened to fucking Sitting Bull, right? That's true, but Sitting Bull's an awesome name. Plenty of lice, nobody wants. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, uh, then also there's a guy just called Pulls, pulls Out, <laughs> which which Will made the joke he may not have any ancestors for us to find. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just, um, you know, once again, there's some of these that are, like, like, just metal as fuck. Afraid of nothing bear. That's awesome. Sick. Uh, American Horse, who we all know. Oh, yeah. And then uh, appearing bear sounds terrifying. It just
2: sounds it's like just... he's beaming in, like, like is right. just beaming him fucking down.
0: But there's, there's also a appearing bear was a hunk papa. And then there's appearing elk who just is listed as just Lakota. So there's some appearing stuff. Um, but asshole, <laughs> like there's uh, apparently was an oglala that surrendered at Red Cloud Agency in, in Nebraska. So I'm sure he was super well liked in the tribe <laughs> just from, just from that. Dewey Beard, excellent. Also known as Iron Hail. Yeah, I would stick with Iron Hail. Yeah, Iron Hail. That sounds like a um, metal band. D- did not go home. Also known as John Ghost Dog, Northern Cheyenne. Uh, County Coop on Custer's Column. Attended the battle 50-year 50, 50 anniversary. So that's oh, amazing. Wow. Holy shit. Well, yeah. Dirty Moccasins, which kind of sounds like a stripper, but kind of also means probably travels a lot. Um... Yeah, there's just a I mean there's way too many to count, but don't amount to anything. Fucking excellent. <laughs> that would
1: be mine. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Ooh, my, step, also, my stepdad named me. Yep. Uh, also dried dried prick. What? Dried <laughs> pr- Oh, here's all Dull Knife. Dull Knife's on the same page there. I'm just gonna couple more. Um see what see what the F's have to fat rump. There you go. <laughs> then you also have fears nothing, also known as respects nothing, fearless. Excellent. Uh, he indicated uh, at the Battle of the Little Bighorn that action on the Custer Field began with Company C. Is what he's known for. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys. That's kind of this is really neat, and it's really neat uh, rabbit hole to go down. What's the name of the website? Of, it is literally just called americantribes.com American with a uh, with a uh, dash dash not tribes. an underscore but a dash But a dash yes um I just like I said I just randomly stumbled onto it I haven't got to look at it too closely but so far it's even just interesting as fuck just with these names and could be a good jumping off point for finding ab- finding out about some people that you know maybe we', we never heard of before and whatnot. Ooh, and it's got massive amounts of links, and yeah, so good stuff. Good stuff. Fucking but, excellent. Yeah. I also found a great picture of Sitting Bull wearing what appears to be uh, swimming goggles. What the <laughs> fuck? Is that real? Yeah, it's from the Bismarck Tribune. On the uh, they published it on I think they said hundred. Or, or, it was something from the one of the, the anniversary of his death. Bismarck Tribune had a big spread on that, with a bunch of. I have to go back and revisit it. Wait, but who'd you say that was? Sitting Bull. Yeah, Sitting Bull. Okay, you can't tell Sitting Bull.
2: And not with those glasses on. It's like Clark he's Kent and
0: Superman. Very distinct looking man. You know, yeah. he's got the high cheekbones, but such a round head. Like, you know, really wide face. Just, mm-hmm. I'd know that face anywhere. Damn, that is a dope fucking picture, dude. Uh huh. Those glasses look are cool all, as hell. Makes him look all steampunky.
2: Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's exactly. That's why I like it. I think.
0: That was probably, I'm going to assume, yeah, because, okay, I got that from the uh, 125th anniversary of Sitting Bull's death, which was in 2015, but, yeah, it's got a slideshow of a bunch of pictures, and that's the, uh, just, uh, I don't know, it just says Portrait of Sitting Bull by Orlando Goff in the Library of Congress, so it's Ooh. legit. Nobody put some Michael Phelps goggles on him or any crazy shit in Photoshop, so... All right. So, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West Was Fucked. How the was fucked? P- I like that a little more, a little more pep in the step. All right, if you joined us last week, we were talking about uh, like I said, arguably the most famous Native American of all time, one of the most famous. It's probably a toss-up between Him and Geronimo, I'd say, and Crazy Horse. And Crazy Horse, even yeah. though there's no photos of Crazy Horse, where there's plenty of pictures of Sitting, well, There's photos but, of the uh,
2: of the rock carving of Crazy Horse. Yep. It's not finished yet. <laughs>
0: and that, you know, you make a rock carving of somebody you have no pictures of. That's dubious at best. But, no, they're, uh,
2: they're, uh, they prayed a lot and they've channeled from Jesus, and Jesus
0: told them what it looks like. Uh huh. And told them that if the Lakota wanted nothing else, it was for more of the Black Hills to be dynamited and turned into art. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh,. Fuck. Anyway, uh, so if you joined us last week, we were talking about uh, City Bull, uh, Chief City Bull. Uh, I think we got up to what? Right
1: after the Battle of Rosebud.
0: Right after the Battle of the Rosebud. Okay.
1: So the next morning, June 18th, they move camp to the Greasy Grass River, a.k.a. Little Bighorn. Yes. They party for six days because of their victory there. This is when the reservation Indians start coming into the camp. So by a week the village had doubled to seven thousand people and eighteen hundred warriors. So that's a lot of fucking warriors.
0: It's no fair. All the people that were hanging out in the res while they were having that fight come in and still get to party. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's fine, but Yeah.
1: Drink all their keg beer.
0: Right. Coming from a different sorority or fraternity house and
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, the battle of Little Bighorn. So when Sitting Bull saw the soldiers coming in the distance, he picked up his wife and mother and moved them away, then came back. Uh, Sitting Bull gave his nephew his shield, bow, and arrow and War Club. In return, his nephew, One Bull, gave him back a Winchester and a six-shooter.
0: All right. Wow, that's a terrible Hope-ass trade. was <laughs> a terrible <laughs> trade, One Bull. I like that we said but, it at the same time. Hey. Take take these modern ass weapons, old, old man. Uh, give me the archaic shit as we go fight. Uh,
2: he's a uh, hipster. Uh, he's a he's a war hipster. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. well, and the thing is, you know,
0: if that you know old, how to use u- cool vintage shit, as we've seen, if if you know how to use them, they can be pretty pretty damn effective against even the armed soldiers, especially with the Springfield trapdoor rifles. Like you'd rather have a probably in some cases a bow and arrow just because you can shoot more often. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Um, you know you're not spending sixty
2: percent of your time digging fucking cartridges out of the jammed up right rifle.
0: But yeah, and I'm sure you know. Would you say it was like one bull he mm-hmm. gave it to? Yeah, I'm sure he knew what he was on about. So uh,
1: Sitting Bull was probably shooting from the trees when Reno's guys first show up. Uh, the Braves rode around the soldiers' line and got behind him. Uh, not usual for as they charged. Sitting Bull hung back and watched. Uh, protecting the women and children. He was 45 at the time, so there's plenty of other young guys to fight the fight rather than right. Yeah.
0: Well, and especially I think with uh, was it with uh, Reno? That's pretty much when Gall kind of got because his wife and his mother and his kids got killed, and he kind of was kind of leading, or at least one of the guys leading the main assault. Yeah. At that point on Reno, so. Let him do it. And
1: You know, chief chiefs weren't expected to fight unless to protect their families. Right. Which Sitting Bull did and on the first attack there, but he didn't participate in the other. Right. So basically, he just protects the women and children during the fight. So we're going to kind of skip over the actual fight here.
0: Right. Good.
1: <laughs> Cock <laughs> tease.
0: Yep. Who
2: cares about the action?
1: So uh, after the battle, it was the Buffalo moving that dictated Sitting Bull's movement. Um. With that village that big, it was hard to do. So after a week, they dispersed into smaller groups to find buffalo. Uh, Sitting Bull took the hunk papas and some mini kanjus and sand arcs to the Kilder Mountains. Crazy Horse went to the Black Hills. Uh, during the Battle of Slim Buttes, Sitting Bull was there and helped exchange fire in the afternoon. Um, he actually came to the village to mourn the death of a child that he had. That was kicked in the head by a horse. Ooh. Oh, no. Uh, the soldiers march away the next day not wanting to fight and call that a victory, even though they just basically just stole all their food.
0: Yeah, didn't they just basically go to, like, Deadwood or back to... They yeah, went, back I can't to remember, Deadwood. They went to Deadwood, or did they go to Fort Abraham Lincoln? Say Abe Lincoln? I don't know in, uh, the show, in, in the show Deadwood, they go to Deadwood, but, yeah, I wasn't sure.
1: They had to make up their minds during that. During that hmm. starving March, weather, hmm. which way to go? And
0: they, Food, whores, and gambling, or food and go back to the barracks? <laughs> whores, mm. and whores, whores and
1: gambling. Whores and gambling. Liquor
2: and
0: whores <laughs> and gambling. <laughs> yep.
1: So, Sidney Bull moves back up the Yellowstone. On October 22nd, he meets with, guess who? General Miles. Fuck you, Miles City.
0: (laughs) And also Nelson Miles.
1: (laughs) Fuck you, Miles Miles City. City. Uh, Who refused to sit at first. Uh, Both sides accused each other of other things, which were probably true. Sounds like a fucking Mori
2: Povich episode. (laughs) Dude, I was at Goodwill the other day, and I found um, Too Hot for TV on VHS. Ooh. Ooh! So that that's coming to the to the uh, victory lounge here in a matter of days. Okay. Classic eating
0: mm-hmm. To fantasies, you may think Jerry's wild. You may think Jerry's outrageous. But you ain't seen <laughs> nothing yet. Jerry springer too hot for tv it's the explosive video with the most shocking footage the sensors won't let you see and you can't find it in any store it's racy, it's rough it's remarkable it's way too hot to show you here but order now and you'll see it all uh,
1: miles demanded some mules back uh, sitting Bull wanted the return for all the Buffalo. The soldiers have scared off. <laughs> so that's a big fuck you.
0: fucking Hey man. Yeah. I'll give you your fucking mule. As soon as you give me some Buffalo miles. Oh, what's that? You don't have any Buffalo dickhead. <laughs>
1: you, scared you
0: scared all the scared Walmarts all away. away. You piece of shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> miles wanted unconditional surrender. Sitting Bull wanted the soldiers out of the fucking area. Um, uh, So the talks are going nowhere, and they decide to meet the next day. This time, Miles set down the buffalo rope and asked Sitting Bull to sit down, but Sitting Bull refused. So both sides were kind of tired of talking and angry, so they decide to fight. Okay. Uh, One Indian was killed, two soldiers wounded before the Lakota would take off. Uh, They took off down the Yellowstone, Miles in pursuit. Sitting Bull cuts north to the Missouri uh, White Bull continued with his many conjus and was captured by Miles. He took five hostages, and the mini conjus promised to come into the reservation, but of course they never do. Uh, but this kind of is the first pull in the sweater of kind of things unraveling for Sitting Bull's coalition, anyway. Right. everybody together.
0: Well, plus you got to remember, uh, for like Miles and all these other guys, and Crook, and all the, you know, there's an awful, awful lot of pressure coming from the east. To uh, do something about you know what happened to Custer, it's really it's it's gotten to that point where they um, no more Some fucking 9/11 around bullshit. Yeah, like like Grant's about Grant's about to leave office. Uh, fucking, you got William Tecumseh Sherman just being old, being him, just being bloodthirsty as fuck. So then Phil Shur- Sheridan, and
1: Phil doing Sh- the well, Sheridan,
0: Phil Sheridan's yeah. more yeah. fucking less butter goblin. L- no, 100. that's. That's not the butter goblin. But that's oh, wait. uh Who is the guy I'm thinking of? You're thinking of fucking uh uh Shivington. Shivington. Oh,
2: Shivington, that's right. That's Yeah. Right.
0: No, Sheridan's a bloodthirsty little gnome, but like at least he's competent. You know. <laughs> which what which and one
2: killed all the fucking mules again?
0: That's Shivington. Okay, that's right. That's
2: in my head when I hear Shivington, I just think of a Shiv going into a yeah. fucking mule's neck. Okay.
0: Yeah, he's the the fight <laughs> the fighting pastor. The boy. <laughs> this calls for divine intervention
2: <laughs> I kick
0: ass for the lord I, was he that a pastor ashy, that, I, yes, I forgot yeah, that, that part that, mm-hmm. that's why he wanted to kill Indians because they were pagan not, heathens not
2: Christian okay cool yeah,
0: I kill women and children for the Lord. Piece of shit. Anyway, uh, well, not like Phil Sheridan did, not but at least uh, he's just not as bad as Shiverington. I, I, I think still pretty bad, but whatever.
2: Oh, that's right. He's the one that killed a bunch of natives and
0: then like built uh, hotels on their corpses, right?
2: No,
1: no. The pussy hats.
0: That's everywhere. Yeah, like Shiverington's the the pussy hats and the. Oh, I said Sheridan. Sheridan's the hotel oh. chain. Oh oh not Sher- <laughs> not Sheraton. Like yeah. Anyway.
1: Like Sheridan, Wyoming.
0: Like Sheridan, Wyoming and the Sheridan tank. Is it T I N?
1: Like no, sh- d- like Sheridan no. of
0: Beans? Dan. No. No, it's Sheridan. Oh. Sheridan. Sheridan. Dan. Yeah.
2: You guys want to share this Dan with me? Gross. We're gonna Eiffel Tower him. Oh, <laughs> like that, I thought you were. Anyways, meant- Will. <laughs>
1: Uh, November 6th, Miles goes out again to try to find Sitting Bull. They go from the Tongue River cantonment which was Miles City, to Fort Peck nah, for on the Missouri the there. there. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> it also
0: goes in miles.
1: <laughs> uh, miles missed Sitting Bull. He went too far west. Bad luck and warmer weather traps the soldiers on the north side of the Missouri, so they're stuck there. But Sitting Bull returns to Fort Peck to buy some ammo for Crazy Horse. Uh, but he did, and he was on his way to meet Crazy Horse on the Missouri-Yellowstone Divide when Lieutenant who? Baldwin finds oh. him.
0: Well, who exactly is selling them the ammo? Jesus, that seems like there were... Not I mean, a great would Not a
1: good idea. Well, obviously, he didn't. Go them there themselves, and just send somebody to buy ammo. But
0: well, I know, but I, I'm thinking in in Dakota Territory and Montana and Wyoming and shit. At this period in time, you, you probably who the fuck is going to sell Native <laughs> Americans ammo?
1: Somebody who needs money,
0: I guess. Sure, and sure. Doesn't
1: give a fuck about the government.
0: War profiteering has been going on
2: forever. They're probably selling well, fucking ammo to the goddamn army too.
0: Well, I'm just saying at this point. What I'm I'm not so much talking about that. At this point, I think there was a lot of a. Uh, basically fear of like it'd be pretty much like buying, you know, Jason Voorhees his fucking knife. I mean, it's in some cases, or at least I'm, I figured that's what uh what the general consensus would be amongst uh white people on the planes at that point is like, oh shit, they just wiped out Custer. Oh, better sell them some ammo so they can do the same to me.
2: No, it's I how guess. how am I going to get rich right now and I'm fucked tomorrow. I'll figure it out tomorrow. I guess. There's been Luke Tweeds forever, man. Well, yeah.
0: Well, that just seems yeah. Okay. Anyway.
1: <laughs> uh so uh he runs into Lieutenant Baldwin on the Missouri Yellowstone divide there and with okay. an improvised howitzer scared them off and improvised. burns all the Sioux meat stores.
2: Wait, like he made it out of wood? It's like I got a
0: howitzer.
1: <laughs> I don't know well, exactly, but I was
0: going to say cuz there is such a thing as a log howitzer. Mm-hmm. I gotta look that up now. Uh, what's what's Baldwin's first name? Uh, I don't know, but he was Alec. a lieutenant. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Billy. Billy. No, wait, Adam. I thought no there was wait. like seven
1: of them. Turns out there's they nine, are.
2: and they go back a while.
1: Anyway, uh, uh, they slaughter their horses. Uh, Miles goes back to the Tongue River, but Sitting Bull gets away with all the ammo. Uh, January fifteenth, eighteen seventy-seven. He meets up with Crazy Horse. But by this time, a good number of people are surrendering back to the reservation because they're tired of running. Um, and, of course, Miles has stationed at Miles City, so they're now deeper into their territory there. This is when Sitting Bull decides to go to Canada, but for the moment, he remains near Fort Peck while most of the hunkpapa lodges go into Canada just to kind of feel out the situation whether they're going to get turned over to the United States or they're going to let him live there or not.
0: Well, there's a... Thing I was thinking of Fort Peck. Oh, the Fort Peck dam, he'd have to go around that oh wait, that wasn't constructed yet. So <laughs> mm-hmm. not a problem.
1: So the day after that, Miles attacks a mini village, uh, killing the head chief, uh Lame Deer. They burn the village.
2: Lame Deer? Um Yep. Got it.
1: Lame Deer. So that was the week Sydney Bull took off to Canada too. Uh, the Mounties accepted them, but made it very clear that they would be punished if they stole any horses, and or if they crossed the border, they'd be kicked out if they didn't behave. Of course, they always like it when they treat them like. But he's like, look,
2: man, well, anywhere I go, horses just disappear. It's not my fault; they just disappear.
0: Well, that mm-hmm. and the, like uh, I like uh, Sitting Bull. I can't. I don't have the exact quotes in front of me, but it's shit. Like you know. Yeah, these guys, they called them the long long lances because these Mounties rode up, they still had fucking spears in those days. The Mounties used to ride with spears? Yeah, sometimes. Sick. I mean, well, the U.S. Cavalry used to, too, sometimes, but I'm just saying these particular ones still had spears. I'm sure they had their, like, handguns and shit, too. But, uh, so, you know, the uh, same old called them long lances. And then, uh, you know, the Mounties basically... Oh, you're now in the land of the Great White Mother cuz like for years like they'd always like the Great White Father in the USA which is uh you know of course the president of the United States, but now that they're in Canada they're talking about the Queen of England. So, oh, now you're in the grand of the land of the Great White Mother where we treat all people with, you know, better they disdain. Kinda, oh, sorry. And they they kind of indicated that they would be not treated as shitty. Um, uh, which we'll see that that's
1: and that goes all the way back to the you know uh, French Indian Wars. Yeah, that that uh, Canada was a safe spot. You know, safe face from America anyway.
0: Right. It,
2: uh, holy but, shit! Uh, yeah, City look at Bull that. Becomes, Sorry. I just saw a dope ass uh, picture of Mounties with spears. Cool.
1: But uh, at least Sitting Bull becomes friends with the uh, the guy uh, next to the fort. There, the the guy is running the fort uh sitting bull became depressed though having failed in protecting his people uh he, though he publicly he didn't publicly renounce his chiefness but he said now he was neither a chief or a warrior so he's kind of down in the dumps yeah poor guy but as friendly as the mounties were canada didn't really want them either uh neither did the united states because they're kind of gone and forgotten now uh, diplomats were sent up to meet with Sitting Bull to convince him to come back. Sitting Bull went to as favor to the Canadian officials. Um, this is when Chief Joseph just surrendered three days before, so this is the year after.
0: Yeah, because um, like what Joseph was trying to actually get up to Canada mm-hmm. right, right he before almost they did
1: thirty miles uh, away,
0: thirty miles right Bear uh, Bear Paw, right? Mm-hmm. And that was Chief
2: mm-hmm. Joseph, Chief Chief Joseph of the Nez Pierce, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, wow, You're you yes, 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 you
2: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> So then, he loses his nine-year-old son to, to some sort of disease too. At the time, so
2: oh, thank God! I thought he just lost him, like in a shopping mall or something.
1: Mm, oh no! Uh, General Terry heads the American Commission, which is not a great choice. Uh, after Terry was done with his speech, Sitting Bull launched into his speech. And at the end said, uh, quote, you come here and tell us lies, but we don't want to hear them. Don't you say two more words. Go back home to where you come from.
0: <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Which would be, in this case, not not Minnesota or North Dakota. Right. Fucking go back to Europe. Yep. Fucking whitey.
0: Yep. Well, in no, in no uncertain terms, uh, you know.
1: I'm
2: not a fan of the, like, go back to your home country uh, sentiment, unless it's that right there. Yeah. Especially (laughs) in that day where it's like, yeah, you fucking... Fuck you, man.
1: (laughs) Uh, Terry and crew knew that he wouldn't accept uh, any terms, but they at least had to make a show of it for the Canadian government to kind of shut them up. Uh, 1877, uh, there's plenty of buffalo up in Canada, but they are steadily declining, though. Uh, crazy horse was murdered in the fall of 77 right after yeah, we, that uh, we covered
0: that one yep
1: after that 240 lodges of crazy horses people make their way up to canada too and 100 and so nez purses come up there too because uh, when they do bear paw mountain uh, about half of them escape make it up there so spring of 1878 sitting bull has 800 lodges underneath them Including forty-five Nez Perce, so that's about five thousand people or fifteen hundred warriors. So okay. this is close to what he had back uh, before the Little Bighorn. But after a while, young men disobeyed Sitting Bull and crossed into Montana to steal from ranchers and reservation Indians too.
0: going I say, because uh, they were uh, there was uh, Crow and Blackfeet up there, and especially the Crow, the Lakota always want to fuck with the Crow, like always. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, June 5th, 1879, Terry ordered Miles to drive the hostile Sioux back into Canada. Uh, fact was, the buffalo were running out there, and they were crossing just to get something to eat. July 17th, Sitting Bull and Company were hunting on the Milk River, which is in northern Montana there, when Miles runs into them. well advance of the scouts of the crow. Uh, so the crow and the uh, Sitting Bull's people start firing on each other. Uh then one crow called Magpie rode up with a white flag and ch- challenged Sitting Bull to one on one fight.
0: Uh, a crow named uh, what? Magpie. Magpie. Oh, I, I heard night pie. And I'm like, what the fuck is a night pie? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a pie you eat at night. I guess. You just keep it by your bedside, bedside and eat it during yeah. the night.
0: That sounds a great. That's a great invention. I want that. Yeah.
1: Sounds like a Danny DeVito thing from Always Sunny or something. right? And Charlie sleeping in a bed with a pie.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a night pie. You put it under your pillow. So when you wake up and you're hungry, you got something
0: to eat. And it's all warm from being under your pillow. Oh.
1: And all crushed. Yeah. <laughs> so they start firing on each other. Um, they ride at each other. Make Pie's gun misfires, though. Said he Bull's gun didn't misfire and he blew off the top of Magpie's head.
0: Oh. <laughs> but I'll when Miles. You. So, how Miles long do you live up, after
1: that? Not very long.
0: <laughs> okay. About the time it took him for him to fall off his horse.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, so, Miles comes up to the scene and pulls out the howitzers, and basically everybody scatters after that. Um, Miles claims it as a victory, though, uh, even though only five Sioux died. And those were actually killed by the Crow and not the soldiers.
0: Jesus. Mm-hmm. Good old cavalry accounting. Yep. Uh,
1: 1880, the Canadians were kind of tired of the Sioux too, kind of pressed them to return. Uh, they ship off Walsh. That was the guy who was in charge of the fort that uh, Sitting Bull was a friend of. Um, that was for three years they were friends. And they bring in a new uh, com- commander of the fort, um uh, he addressed the people rather than sitting bull kind of undermining them not treating them like the actual chief oh uh, he did get uh some people to go back though but it was basically starvation up north or a full billy on the reservation so mm-hmm. people kind of had to choose right so more and more people are kind of leaving for the reservation um, as uh, as they did more They were open to more uh, getting fucked up with neighboring tribes. Uh, Cree ran off some of their horses. They basically just had to take it and couldn't fight back. Otherwise, they'd be kicked out, too. So his people were starving, and he'd be told that the refugees were being treated well at Fort Buford. But he still didn't trust Whitey enough for uh, hang him for killing Custer.
0: Right. Well, I think at this point, was Gall already down there, too? He does take off quite
1: a bit earlier than Sitting Bull, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it might have it somewhere coming up, but... July 12th, Sitting Bull, after much promises and changing the minds, finally agrees to go to Fort Buford. Uh, finally gets some grub from Canadians after promising to go. So, 44 men and 143 women and children were all that were left of Sitting Bull's followers after having 8,000 people. Jesus. Jesus
2: fucking Christ.
0: Well, you know, when you are supposed to be leading people, but you... you- Despite your best efforts, you can't feed them, and you're getting their shit stolen and stuff, you know. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: Captain Clifford said, uh, nothing but nakedness and starvation has driven this man into submission, not on his own account, but for the sake of his children. So, Mm -hmm. there you go. Um, This is where he has his son hand his rifle over to the commander.
0: Right, which Uh, is interesting, because, like, his son uh, is named after... Uh, a Blackfoot guy that he met while he was in Canada, uh, which was uh, 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 Crowfoot, I think. Uh, oh yeah, we talked about this yeah, part. Yeah, he was like a Black Blackfoot, but like they actually made friends, and so Sitting Bull named his youngest son Crowfoot, and yeah, he's the one that like hands over his Winchester. And uh, do, you, do you do you got the uh, do you got the quote Will? Because yep. I've got it. Okay, go for it.
1: So uh, I surrender this rifle to you through my young son, whom I now desire to teach in this manner that he has become a friend of the Americans. I wish him to learn the habits of the whites and to be educated as their sons are educated. I wish to re- be remembered that I was the last man of my tribe to surrender my rifle. This boy has given it to you and he wants you to know that he is going to make a living. Do you have anything else to add to that or... Nope. I'm sure it's probably a longer speech than that. but
0: Nope. In fact, the version I have is shorter and more uh, less eloquent. So, yeah. Fuck. That's, I
2: mean, that fucking bums me out, man. Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah. It's, it, 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 it'll it get more bummery as we yeah, go on. True. I know, you know. I know.
2: I've been part of the show for a while. <laughs>
0: uh, uh-huh.
1: Sitting Bull couldn't really grasp that he wasn't in charge anymore. He wanted to wait at Fort Buford until everybody came in and he still wanted to be able to go visit his friends up north. Uh, This is where he composes his song A warrior I have been Now it's all over A hard time I have So that's the fucking first blues record right there. Dude, do
2: you you have all the lyrics to that? Has anybody recorded that shit? I wonder I I
1: don't remember seeing any more lyrics but I actually do remember the notes for it Oh,
0: there are notes for it I want to cover that shit, man we should. <laughs> you are not allowed to, fucking watch it too. Oh, uh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Honky. That's true. So while he was in Canada, white people filled in the old Sioux territory already. The railroad was being completed all the way up here to Puget Sound, finally back in 1883. Sitting Bull was shipped down by Steve Bone by Captain Marsh down to Bismarck.
0: Yeah, hey, Captain Marsh.
1: Uh, There he was kind of treated as a celebrity. He finally figured out he could sell his autograph to people. Uh, Somebody did teach him how to write his name at some point.
0: I have seen his signature. They have uh, at least one document in uh, the Heritage Center in uh, Bismarck that he signed. How the West was fucked will be right back.
2: Hi, I'm Bob Vila with my great, 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 granduncle Poncho, and we've got a horse story for you. This episode will be a real equine makeover. Join us as we solve the issue of side fumbling by way of the duplex rabbit plane to the coop, withers, and fetlock. Also, Sofa crunion motion of the beast will be controlled by something you may not expect, a shingle fro. Finally, we'll address the problem of soil deceneration by treating the ergot, pastern, and gaskin with adze. So join me, Bob Vila, on this old horse with my great 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 granduncle uncle Poncho, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, from Sequoia and Swagger.
1: Welcome to Sitting Bull's Recliner Village, Mile City's number one recliner store. We have Lazy Boys, General Ashley's, Flex Steel, and Barkalongers. You don't have to sit Indian style no longer when you can kick back and relax in style and comfort! Located across from Guns, Germs, and Steel, it's Sitting Bull's Recliner Village. Coming today! All right, how the West was fucked,
2: listeners. Yep. Who's ready to go? Jackalope hunting! Uh, Jackalopes! Jackalopes! The legendary antlered
0: hares of the American West! I want to know more about these jackalopes. You're in luck. Now you, too, can learn everything there is to know about the jackalope with the new Field Guide to the North American Jackalope. Uh, It's a book. It's a field guide. Uh, It looks like a book. The Field Guide to the North American Jackalope is available on Amazon, Etsy, wherever else you might buy your breeches. Oh, Walmart. Except Walmart. Get your copy now before heading out on your annual jackalope hunt. Oh, damn, I think I will. I love learning, and I love science.
1: So he goes down to Fort Yates on the North Dakota-South Dakota border there, where he thought he'd live out the rest of his life. He got to stay there a month, but he was taken further south to Fort Randall as a prisoner of war. Of course, this pisses him off some more, some more broken promises by Whitey. Uh, wasn't until the summer of 1883, uh, Sitting Bull was transferred from army prisoner to civilian life, then taken back to Standing Rock. Uh, Captain Grant Marsh captains the steamer, too. Um, of course, that was the same guy taking the
0: little Big Horn. injured
1: away from Little Bighorn.
0: So it all one ties who, together. And the one who announced the uh, to the white world that that had happened, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. At 48, the Indian agent was James McLaughlin. The two kind of clashed with each other. Uh, McLaughlin wanted to treat him like any other Indian and not let him do any chiefing. Uh, Made him farm right away, which is kind of hard to do. Spring of 1884, Sitting Bull chose to settle on a farm near the Grand River, close to his birthplace. This is 53, so he's essentially retired now. Right. In 1884, Sitting Bull wanted to see more of the white world, a didn't hurt that he could sell his autograph for two dollars a pop. Not that he was a greedy guy, but uh, the chief always would share with the other people.
0: Yeah, motherfuckers so, gotta eat. Yep. Hey, and I' got kind of a
1: way of earning him more more esteem in the world after giving his chiefness taken away.
0: Yeah, fucking right. a, man. Yeah, plus, like you said, he'd come back and buy everybody some fucking beef or whatever.
1: He goes to Bismarck for the laying of the capital's first cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Then on to St. Paul, where the hotel owner hatched up a scheme for a traveling show. Uh, then Sitting Bull and some other Lakota took to the road, hanging out, which is a great show. You just kind of sit around and <laughs> what, look at what? an Indian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look at that. I mean, Time before TV. I guess, but... Yeah. But
1: it was impressive to see the guy who killed Custer anyway.
0: I guess, but well, and there was this with... Uh... Let's see. Is that uh, the promoter for the... uh, You said this is 84, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the show was called The Sitting Bull Connection.
2: What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So The the Love Connection? The Love Connection stole their fucking name?
1: Welcome to Love Connection, where old-fashioned romance meets modern-day technology,
0: where you hear all the intimate details of a first date, and now here's the host of Love Connection, Chuck Woolery. There and there's also uh, uh, when he was in Minnesota, that's when he met uh, Annie Oakley, which uh, I don't know if uh, we even, i don't think we talked too much about Annie Oakley, but you know she was a sharpshooter, shooter, uh, like very short little woman. But uh, they call her uh, little little sure shot. Uh, she, I, she, I know she did work with Buffalo Bill some, but she was—I think she mostly worked with just her husband and shit. But. Uh, Oh, uh, he was impressed with Oakley's skills with firearms and he offered 65 bucks, f- which is equivalent to about 1800 uh, for somebody to take a picture of the two of them together, which I don't know if it exists or not. I got to find that if it does. Uh, Yeah, uh, you do. You do need then, to find that. And then Annie Oakley stated that Sitting Bull had made a great pet of her. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, they were they were fond of each other. He uh, wanted to
1: adopt her as, as his daughter. Right. So that's how all, much they liked And each also... Other.
0: Thought she was supernatural because she could shoot so well. So, and he's he did symbolically adopt her as his daughter, and that's where she got the name Little Sure Shot. Is from Sitting Bull.
1: So, with Buffalo Bill's show, he gets fifty dollars a week plus Woo-hoo! bonus one hundred twenty-five, and exchange for his life to or right to sell his likeness and autographs. So he's getting some dough. He got along famously with Buffalo Bill too. He wanted to go out for another season of touring, but the Indian agent back at Fort Eights wouldn't have it.
0: Ooh, McLaughlin?
1: He, yep, he wanted to keep his influence from growing among the tribe, so fucking whitey again.
0: Mm-hmm. Stupid fucking white
1: man. Uh, September 1886, he takes a journey to the Crow Reservation to uh, quote-unquote bury the hatchet with him, I guess. Uh, they got to have a feast within the site of the Little Bighorn Battle site. Um, 1887 was a general allotment act giving 160 acres to each Indian, which sounds great, right? Yeah. Uh, no, that just means they could sell off the rest of the reservation.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Basically, basically, At that point, uh, the, res- the Great Sioux Reservation was what? Everything? I mean, it was still huge at that time. It was like a the- lot of the Black Hills and all of what's now Pine Ridge. And all of what's Rosebud and what's um, Sandy Rock and Berthold and all that shit. And it was more or less contiguous. It was kind of gerrymandered shape. But, like, uh, the idea is if they just, like, split up so uh, each Lakota got an equal parcel, well, then what do we need the other parcels for? We'll just sell that off. Mm -hmm. Even though your parcel of 180 acres might be on the side of a fucking hill or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead and grow some wheat on this slope, you know.
1: So this is the Sioux Act of 1888, which made the six separate reservations for him, but that opens up 9 million acres for settlement for 50 cents an acre. Pretty cheap. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no shit.
1: So the reservation life was at least free of soldiers and crow battles. He gets to focus on his kids, grandkids, adding two more kids in 87 and 88, um, But the Sioux decided to sell against Sitting Bull's actions. Then Whitey cut rations and crops failed in 1889-90. And so that winter, they were starving again. Mm Mm-hmm. So early as summer 1889, they hear rumors of a god that came off to the west to come and rescue him. Um, This was a guy, a Paiute named Wovoka.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, By following his teachings and dancing the ghost dance, Indians could live forever and without Whitey and Bliss. Oh, that's
2: right. We talked about that one, too. Uh Mm -hmm.
1: Sitting Bull was not that impressed with it. Um, (laughs) The Standing Rock uh,
0: Lakota didn't
1: really respond to it at first.
0: Sitting Bull calls bullshit. Sitting bullshit. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) But it gives the Indian agent McLaughlin an excuse to get rid of the quote-unquote troublemakers like Sitting Bull. Uh, who didn't cause any trouble for that year, at least? Right. Uh, not voices causing trouble like voicing his opinion on stuff and and stuff how, like that. How fucking nerdy! <laughs> so the ghost dance finally catches on in October of 1890. Uh, it predicted that the in the new millennium, Whitey would be buried under beneath the earth. The ghost dancers <laughs> would be lifted up as the new earth fell. Uh, and, and bu- if you wore a ghost shirt, you'd be invincible to bullets.
0: Right. And, uh, I want to add, cause I, like we j- discussed while Tony was on break, uh, uh, uh this is about the time, uh, we, we should probably do a whole episode on her, but, uh, at this point, uh, Sitting Bull has a woman named, uh, Caroline Weldon living with him. She's an artist and, uh, uh pretty much a, uh, a, uh, uh, Indian advocate from the East Coast. Um, she'd also kind of acted as like uh, whenever he's having to write to uh, government figures, she'd help him. Oh, she's like, like translating, kind it. of, yeah. Right, and she painted. She painted his picture. She was actually living on his compound and stuff, and they were get, they were getting along famously, and you know, big advocate, advocacy, but. When the ghost dance started coming around, she's like, Hey, guys. Uh, this is some fucking you, snake oil th- bullshit. Well, that it's gonna not, she didn't even care about that yeah. part. It's like, Yeah, do your religion or whatever, but just know that it's gonna scare the living shit out of the white devil. And he's gonna use an excuse to send the army after you. And that kind of pissed Sitting Bull off, and he kind of said, Yeah, you, you fucking, you can go back east now. I don't need, oh, he told, told her so, to so, fuck so, off. You're, well, yeah, you're like, services yeah. will no longer be. But uh, it's funny, but like while she was still living with him, that same Indian agent, that uh, fucking, what's his name, McLaughlin, mm-hmm. uh, started a smear campaign against her, too. So she was also getting harassed by the whites in the area for oh Jesus you know, hanging out with Indians and stuff like that. But, yeah, she kind of deserves her own episode, but I just wanted to bring her up. Um, there is a movie about her called uh, Woman Walks Ahead that's pretty well done. Uh, but anyway, back to uh, the ghost dance.
1: Uh, City Bull never ghost danced himself, never directed the dances. Um, he did hint that he was skeptical about the whole thing, but uh, McLaughlin wanted him arrested anyway. Then a guy named Metalark told him that the uh, Lakota would kill him if he went in, which is probably true. <laughs> <laughs> um, McLaughlin wanted the Indian police to arrest him, not the army. Uh, even Buffalo Bill shows up to get uh, Sitting Bull to go in, but or actually goes there to talk to him. But he gets too drunk, and it's uh, rumored that the uh, army got him too drunk to go because they didn't want him. To oh, go. so like Buffalo Bill's <laughs> going in to
0: like talk, quote unquote, like talk Sitting Bull down from the ledge or whatever, and then uh, like oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to him, and then the army just gets him hammered so he can't. Mm-hmm. damn that's interesting god damn it buffalo bill has some discipline at least yeah <laughs> well warfare. if
1: everybody wants to buy you a free drink i guess
0: yeah.
1: um now general miles orders sitting Bull to be arrested too
0: fucking
1: general fuck you Miles. <laughs>
0: also miles.
1: Um, they would arrest him the next ration day which was december 20th december 12th sitting Bull writes to mclaughlin and told, tells him that he was going to go to Pine Ridge to visit some friends. McLaughlin writes back and says, "No way, Jose." I think that's what he said.
2: Mm-hmm. Direct quote. Uh,
1: Mc, McLaughlin said he uh, actually. McLaughlin has people spying on Sitting Bull for him. They overhear that uh, he was going to leave anyway, whether McLaughlin liked it or not, and that he would shoot the police if they tried to stop him. Of course, who knows if that's true or not? But now they wouldn't wait for Ration Day to uh, arrest him. So Indian police, 44 in total, broke into the cabin at pre-dawn, grabbing Sitting Bull naked.
0: Mm, 44 guys for one dude.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he'd go with, but just to let him get dressed. So then the village awakes and kind of gathers around the cabin, and this makes the police nervous. And the crowd is kind of hurling insults at the the police.
0: And what do police do when they're nervous? Uh, Shoot people. Overreact, generally, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, His son Crowfoot asked, if you are a brave chief, why are you allowing the cops to take you? Uh, Then Sitting Bull changes his mind and said, well, then I shouldn't go then. (laughs) Uh, Catch the guy named Catch the Bear. He is one of Sitting Bull's supporters. He goes ahead and shoots his mortal enemy, the police uh, head of the police named Bullhead, in the right side. As he is falling down, he shoots Sitting Bull in the chest with a pistol. Oh, shit. Then a close quarter battle erupts. Uh, The police killed five more of Sitting Bull's followers, and five policemen receive fatal rounds, too. Oh, that's... That would be the end of Sitting Ball. That
2: whole thing in my head, like, looks like a fucking Renaissance painting. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like
0: the chest clutching and yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy in the head going down. I, wonder, like, I wonder if, I wonder his gun if there's and a painting out. of the arrest of Sitting Ball. I bet you somebody did paint.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, two weeks later was the uh, Wounded Knee massacre, so
0: which overshadowed that quite a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well. But that is kind of the end of the Indian Wars officially, even though it wasn't, everybody was on the reservation, and it was another big misunderstanding again.
2: Yeah. Well, right. I, I mean, kind of, technically, the Indian Wars are still happening, because, you know, the Apache. disenfranchisement of a lot of fucking people that,
0: you know. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you're saying they technically still are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One could one could argue that uh one were correct. One will argue. Okay, Fuck. I'm seeing there's a there's a picture of the death quote unquote the depth and capture of Sitting Bull and it is fucking horse shit. It is like some straight up little bighorn looking shit. It's like mounted cavalry soldiers and, you know, Sitting Bull getting shot off a horse and a bunch <laughs> of teepees, which, you know, at this point they were living in cabins. Oh wow, that's Fucking Kurtz and Ellison, eighteen ninety.
1: Yeah, that must have been right after.
0: Boy, the picture sure is fucked. It's like a in mountains, and it looks like fucking Minnesota or some shit. So yeah, I, I do know he was buried. I think at Standing Rock, they have um, uh, they have uh, one of his original headstones at the uh, Heritage Center in Bismarck. That was, of course, you know, somebody vandalized it and broke it in half. Um, I think somebody dug up his body and supposedly stole his head too. Because you know you can't ever, oh wait, leave people. Oh, uh, who
2: who does that? Is it the Federalist Society that takes uh, all those skulls? I
0: don't know the just... Skull and Bones. Oh, Skull Bones and Bones. Society. That's right. David. Yeah, it's in the fucking name. I, I think it's just mostly <laughs> mostly uh, whitey for you know whitey. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I'm Sorry, it wasn't Fort Did I say Fort Berthold standard? It's uh he was at Fort Yates, I guess. But yeah. it's disputed because uh supposedly, you know, his family disinterred him and moved it so nobody could fuck with his body, which seems to have happened a lot of times. So hopefully, uh hopefully his folks did dig him up and uh, they were supposedly moved him closer to where he was born was the idea. Oh cool. I mean if, but, if, that, um, if
2: that's how the grave got robbed, that's fine, you know.
0: Well I'm I'm yeah, I'm hoping that's what happened. Get him off the uh, fucking military installation and Right. But um yeah, either which way, uh you know, that's like you say, the City Bowl's one of them guys um like you said, arguably besides Geronimo the most recognized uh, and crazy horse, most recognized of Native Americans, uh especially the Chiefs uh, of course, growing up in North Dakota, he looms pretty large around that area since that's where we have a lot of Lakota res on uh, on you know in in North and South Dakota and going in and out of the Black Hills and traveling all that country all the time. Like every time I go home to visit, I drive within a few miles of the Little Bighorn. I drive past the fucking Powder River country and Miles City and all the shit we talk about, and I think that's probably one of the guys that um kind of when we initially decided to do this podcast, it's like that's who kind of sprang to mind is Sitting Bull, just because everywhere I've kind of lived with the exception of like Texas, Oklahoma area like he's been through all these places, you know, that, I, yeah. that, I've, uh, that I've spent a lot of time in, so I don't know, he's always a real special one for me Hell yeah and then someday we will, of course someday uh, get around to talking about um, the actual battle at the Little Bighorn, which would be an extravaganza event for which we'll have to hire a balloon animal-making guy and a face painter <laughs> and, some, <laughs> and, some, and, some, and some fireworks. And a and chur- shit,
2: but... We'll have to get a churro guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, a mm-hmm. churro guy.
2: Maybe the bleeding churro guy from the fucking uh, bloodstock. <laughs> oh, God. These ones are the ones that get me the fucking hardest, man. The fucking white guilt kicks in hard as hell
0: well yeah it's rough I mean it's it's that and it's just um it seems like this was like a pretty kind of competent guy and a guy that was kind of trying to do the best for his people and shit like that and just getting fucked at every Still turn getting fucked yeah and, totally. then, be, and then it's kind of like why you mad why you mad huh? totally huh? why you mad totally you know and it's just it's a great illustration of that um and yeah it's just fucking frustrating um, and, well, and I mean, it's, hear?
2: it's, it's a fucking microcosm of kind of like America as a whole. Like it just, yeah how, how little can we care, but people still believe in us kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. Just in general, like, like just generally, it's like, can we, what can we get away with? And people won't riot over it.
0: Yeah. 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 People won't uh, fucking yeah. come out in droves and get pissed off. Well, how, how much can the powers that be take? <laughs> yeah. Like take from those who... Right, have little to begin with, or or have just something I want, and I have no legal claim to it, but I'll figure out how to em- eminent domain it totally, or and, and or just how can or I just run a p- pipeline through it? Yeah, or how can I get
2: it without with pissing off the least amount of people or keeping people yeah, yeah. just mad but not pissed enough to come or, get me, or,
0: or or flat out getting other uninvolved people pissed at the people that have a legitimate grievance? Exactly. Um, keep them mad you know, but like disorganized well it's like uh, it's, it's like with is. the fucking with the fucking border wall there's most people that I've heard accounts from or seen uh, that actually live on the border could give a fuck less don't really want the border wall thinks it's stupid and won't work yeah but boy but boy howdy these assholes in Michigan and shit like that that live nowhere close to any border you know boy that you know oh we gotta do it we gotta do it and it's like mind mind your own fucking business I guess yep. you know And totally
1: well, I think and, about and, the the other way. It's fucked, just environmentally fucked, because the yeah. Native American way of subsistence living is sustainable. Yeah, but absolutely, the way whitey lives is not, and we're yeah. seeing that too. So. Absolutely. Well, it's
0: it's always that way. You know, a buffalo on the hoof has no inherent value. It's only it only it's only value is once you've broken it down into meat and leather and bone. Yeah. How know, much and, money and, can and I get for
2: these individual parts?
0: Yeah. What, what you know what, what is a tree where it's standing there? It's not, unless it's lumber. That's so sure. fucking just yep. destructive and stupid. Absolutely. But, um, you know, and I mean, this era we're talking, I, I mean, it's not like it ever ended uh, at all. That's, uh, that's but, what I mean. Know, the Indian War has never fucking ended. It's still well, happening right not just right the now. Indian Wars. Uh, like, you know, there's been ebbs and flows, but there's some straight up like robber baron shit happening, you know, these days.
2: Yeah. To...
0: Totally. Well, like, I mean,
2: that's what America was based on and that's what brought people into America. They're like, "Oh, I can just fucking take shit for free and sell it to people?" Hell yeah. Well, and I think kind of the, I, th- the I think there were I thought. think there
0: was I think there were some people that legitimately just wanted to carve out like a living, living, you know, be successful sure. but didn't want to own and run absolutely everything and everyone. Right. I don't I don't think I like to think that that's not a normal human impulse. I think that's kind of a Sociopathic uh, impulse, mm-hmm. but the problem is most of the people you see with hundreds of billions of dollars uh, tend to kind of share that sociopathic gene, and it's just that quest for sure. So, what what brought people from Europe more, to here? Well, the fact that they had cut down all their own trees and shit like that. Sure, sure. The, I'm sure there's over, a
2: lot of people that were just kind of like, I just want a homestead for my family. And they're, but they're, it was like a magnet for assholes. A magnet oh yeah. for like motherfuckers oh yeah. who
0: are like, I could be a billionaire in minutes. Well, of course, the whole family. Get, get rich
2: quick scheme has, all of them have come from America.
0: Right. Well, there's a, you know, first off, you know, the whole thing with, you know, you wanted uh, the Puritans seeking religious freedom and shit like that. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't think they were necessarily out to kill every fucking buffalo and shit like that, but they were sure as shit wanting to impose their religious views on everybody and you know, yep. you know whatever. But um, yeah, I'm just saying at this stage, like you're right, there's a lot of that in the beginning, but it's just that stage of like the 1800s, man. That's where she really got, uh, really got rolling. Yeah, like, really, really. Oh, absolutely. Up some steam. Absolutely. You know from, like, what, 500 million buffalo down to 2,000 or something in seven years or some crazy shit like that. I'd have to look up the actual numbers, but it's something like that. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how, what a train drive-by could do. You well, know, it's amazing how much destruction is caused by progress sometimes. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. air quotes. And I don't mean progress like as in, like, progressivism. I mean, like, Western expansion kind of progress. That's not, why I put uh, the air quotes. Progress. Yeah, yeah. Did it? yeah. Anyway, I'm. Done oh god! All right. Out. I'm uh, fucking starving.
2: Glad we could depress the fuck out of you guys. Uh, I hope yep. you're as depressed as I am. All right. I'm. I'm gonna right. need a fucking Halo gunfire at this point. <laughs> yep. All right.
0: We'll see y'all later. Bye. Sure
1: Fuck you, my city. It also